You'll never fall victim to a scam. You're smart. You're careful. You would notice that something fishy was going on, right? Well, that's the hope. But understand that scammers are out here working twice as hard to outsmart you and being just as careful so that you don't catch on. This is Wallet Watch, brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. I'm your host, Devante. I'm Catherine. And I'm Mars. There are so many different types of scams. Likely you've heard of some of these, but I want to see how Catherine and Devante would try to scam me. So phishing, um, we all, most of us know what phishing is. So that's sending emails pretending to be someone or something else, trying to get personal information like passwords, other login info, credit card numbers. Phishing emails can also contain links to malware or spyware. So if you were trying to fish me, knowing what you know about me, how would you do it? I would offer you a job and say that I needed to run a background check. So I needed you to send me your full name, date of birth, social security number, and just kind of the keys to the kingdom. And then from there I could, you know. What kind of job would it be? Probably a job in radio. Okay, okay. Maybe maybe a job in radio, a job on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I'm on the spot. I didn't think of that many details. Mm -hmm. But try and get as much information about you as I could. And then maybe open up like a credit card or a loan in your name. Go from there. Yeah, that's great. So I would send you an email. You'd be like, hello, Mars. How are you doing today? We have a free offer for Fenty Fenty Beauty products. No! Ooh, that's a good one. That might get me. (laughs) So this is what my email will say. Hello, Mars. How are you doing today? Guess what? You've been selected to win three palettes of Fenty Beauty. Oh, damn. And all you have to buy is one palette. Okay. That would get me. I think that would, because I would think it would be a limited time offer. I'm like subscribed to various emails where like I get limited time offers like that. And that makes sense to make me buy one and get more free. Also the three thing, I don't know if you knew that you did this, but when Rihanna discounts her stuff, she usually does it in like packs of three. Oh! Yeah. (laughs) I think that was a happy accident. Me and Riri think about it. (laughs) (laughs) So while I don't think, unless I was applying for a lot of jobs, but because I'm not, I don't think I would fall for the job thing, but if I was on the job hunt, you might get me. But I feel like the makeup thing would get me because I buy my fair share and it's enticing and Fenty almost never goes on sale. So I would be, um, I would want to act fast. And I will put a link right at the bottom of the email. And so I would put in my credit card info and yes. my um, mailing address so you would get that from me. Now I'm about to have racks on racks on racks. <laughs> <laughs> that means money. <laughs> So, vishing. Vishing is phone calls or voice messages where scammers pretend to be someone or somebody reputable or familiar, trying to get your bank info, credit card, social security number, etc. How would you all vish me? Ring, ring. Hi, you've reached Devante. Please leave a message at the sound of the beep. Beep!
deep. Okay, I feel like I would have to pull on your heartstrings because okay. I know you have a big soft spot for people that are close to you. And so I'd probably call, this is not coming from Catherine, this is some scammer somewhere, but I would pretend that I was a police officer, like somebody from a federal agency and maybe a friend or family member was arrested and they need bail money. So I would call and kind of pull on your heartstrings and see if I can get you to pay their bail. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's so good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I might fall for that. Or it could have the opposite effect, and because people are always in trouble, you're like, eh, I did the last one. I'm not gonna do this. One. <laughs> I'm not picking up this time. <laughs> so I might go based off of the fact that I know that you just purchased a new car. I might call pretending that I'm the dealership or something along the lines of that, and I would say that there was like a warranty, like something was wrong with your car, and in order to check this for you, I need um, your social, your the institution, like your numbers for your, your account number, like the loan ID. Pretty much I would test it to see if you would give me your name and then address, et cetera, et cetera. I would pretend that I was verifying you. Like, hey, I just need to make sure that you're the right person for security reasons. I'm I'm gonna need to make sure that you confirm like the last four digits of your social because I know that I don't think you would fall for it. I know you, you pay your bills. So I don't think the, we're gonna repo your car thing, you would never fall for that. I will tell y'all, come and get it. <laughs> but if you had like the thought that something was wrong with your car, that you might be in danger if you don't get, get it fixed ASAP, I think I could get some info from you. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You all are, you know too much, and now everybody else does. <laughs> but who would who would win? I need that. Oh yeah, who would win? Who would win? Catherine. Woo! Catherine wins. Yeah, it's heart pulling strings. out my heartstrings. Yeah, that's a good. That was a good one. That was good. I don't. Mm, I guess it depends on how much money you want. And what family member? Yeah, definitely <laughs> what family member. <laughs> But if you were from the dealership and you called, I would be like, oh no, you tried it, because it's usually always the auto company that sends out recalls. But the auto company but let I me know. I also yeah. would still probably fall for it. Yeah. I wouldn't give you my stuff though. Yeah, I think you would like check it on your own. I'd be like, mm, why do you need all my information if you're calling me? Yeah. You know my name. Why do you need my address? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You what... know I got the car. Right. But a lot of people would. Yeah, a lot of that. people. Because a lot of people would. It's, it's mindless. You know, you're not necessarily thinking about it. Yeah. Just thinking mm -hmm. about the fact that, oh, there's a recall on my car that I could be in danger, especially right. if you have a family and stuff like that. That increases those different risks. Yeah. Those different risk assessments and things like that. So mm -hmm. it's definitely very believable. Mm -hmm. We're a little too good at this. We are. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Side note, y'all, I hope ain't no criminals listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I get anything in my email. <laughs> so smishing, have you guys heard of that? So it's a phishing attack via text message or SMS. Um, attempting to learn personal information about somebody, the text may contain a link that when clicked on it may download malware to your device. So if you guys were to try and get information from me via text message, what would your approach be? I Go got ahead. one. Oh, he's Go got ahead. a big grin. Dang. I'm excited. <laughs> So fast, too. Fast. <laughs> hey, Catherine. Guess what? You've been selected to get a free Panera Bread gift card. 
And it also includes two bottles of Fuji Apple dressing. Okay. Please click this link below. <laughs> I like your texting voice. Me too. <laughs> All right, mine would be, so I would send you a text. So I know that one of your friends does Airbnb. Mm -hmm. So I would send you a text pretending to be from that person saying like, hey, your friend sent you a free link pretending to be from Airbnb offering you like a $40 credit. And so what you have to do though is when you click on the link, it's a download and I would make it look like it was a beta version of an Airbnb app. So I would name it Airbnb Hostess or something like that. And so then you would download it. It actually downloads malware onto your phone. So then from there, because they have those apps where it can just see everything that your phone is doing. So from there, I would gather information quietly from that. Dang! Wow, she really went there. Yeah, Mars wins. <laughs> Mars wins. Good. Yours I'm is good saying. too. You know I love my Panera, my Fuji Apple chicken salad. Mm -hmm. But that's good and very believable. Mm -hmm. I'd like to think that I would text that friend and right. be like, is this legit? Right. But if I was just naive, didn't know anything, I mean, if I were to fall for some sort of smishing and be something like that. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's really good. And then it's not like it would be something that I would notice right away. Right, because I'm like, be like gathering information. Scenes. Yeah. Creepy. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that in all of ours, there was, you know, some incentive to know the person, mm -hmm. but there were also different holes in the story, like that you notice, like, because we're sitting here talking. But of course, you don't think about that when you're just about and on the go or doing anything like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's important to pay attention. Yeah, yeah, it's super important to pay attention. And so we all know each other. We're all friends here. But even, and you think like, oh, who would know that Catherine's friend does Airbnb? Mm -hmm. What kind of scammer is going to stop and like figure those things out? Right. But there's a little thing here <laughs> called social media. Mm -hmm. And we all post on it constantly. And it's called soft data mining is when people will go through people's accounts and they just look for clues. So a lot of passwords too, when people try passwords, they try the name of your pet. They try the first street you lived on your first car, and those are also questions, security questions. So make sure that your passwords and your security questions are actually secure because mm -hmm. yes, you wanna be able to remember them. So if your first, you know, dog's name was like Puddles, that's great and all, but don't make that your answer. That's make a sure cute dog that... name, by the way. Puddles. <laughs> that is my first dog's name, oh. but I don't use that for anything, so. Oh my, say stop telling your business. <laughs> But I don't use that for anything. Or that's what you want us to think. Puddles. <laughs> also, y'all are ruthless when it comes to scamming. You're, although I admit, like, my last one was like vicious. That was good. But yeah, I'm going to pull on your heartstrings. <laughs> <laughs> we each won one, too. I mean, it's all over my social media that I love my family. Like, it's very obvious. Uh -huh. So, yeah. yeah. That's pretty accurate. Wow. I gotta make it seem like I hate my family. <laughs> so the scammers don't target you that way. That seems like I'm in, I live in a black hole. <laughs> and I don't have anything around me that I care about. And I also drive a 1991 Ford Tempo. Yeah. Was that your old car? No. Okay, I was like, don't say that on the thing. Mm -mm. My first car was a Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, phone scams. 
What other types of phone scams are you guys aware of or what other types of phone scams have you guys gotten? Like the other day, some generous person called me and they said that they were gonna forgive all of my student loans. Mm. It was so nice. I hung up on them immediately. <laughs> it was so sweet. I couldn't believe it. You were just thrilled you yeah. had to hang up. <laughs> Ooh, I love the ones that are like, don't hang up. This is not a sales call. <laughs> Let me sell you something. <laughs> I guess that's not scam. I mean, it could. Yeah, it, it could be. be. Most of yeah. the time, they are. Yeah. I always think of the one where they call from the first six digits are the same as yours. You know, it's your area code. Oh, the first I three numbers that. are yours. Maybe they actually talk to you, but maybe they just hang up and then you call them back. They can uh -huh. like, oh, this must be somebody from my town or something like that. But it's really they've masked it and it's a long distance phone number, and so it like racks up the charges. Or the one where you answer and they say, "Are you there?" And then when you say yes, they use your voice saying yes as your confirmation that you're authorizing like something to be charged to your phone bill, mm -hmm. and then they rack it up there. Mm -hmm. So. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, and the ones too, if there's just the silence. I always just, I'm the weirdo who just waits. Cause I just hate when, cause I'm always scared like when they steal that audio clip of you saying yes. Mm -hmm. I'm also scared that they're going to do that with my name or yeah. with anything else. Cause half the time when you call into someplace, insurance or wherever it is where they kind of have that phone tree that you have to go through, mm -hmm. they need you to say things like your name and yes and no and your like, account number. Your account number, exactly. Stuff like that. So yeah, I'm always really careful about stuff that I say when someone calls me because yeah. I'm just wigged out. Half the time too, I just don't answer because mm -hmm. they'll leave me a message. And sometimes they do leave messages. I've had people leave messages saying that they could lower my credit card bill or like they never mention which credit card it is or who it's affiliated with or anything like that. Mm -hmm. and however, people don't always think and you might just get so excited about the possibility of having your credit card bill lowered that you just call them back or you answer yeah. anything like that. Kind of what they do is they prey on people's emotions. So they yeah. want you to be either really excited about something, like well, you won this thing or we can lower this for you, we can save you money, or they threaten you. Yeah. And yeah, I've heard of people being like, we'll come to your place of work and you know arrest you if you don't pay this bill. And Or even like I've, had one before where somebody called me again an unknown number it was like an area code similar to mine they left me a voicemail and said something along the lines of i don't know why you called me in the first place but don't call me again otherwise we're gonna have problems whoa and that's i ended a good up googling one. it because they pique your interest and yeah. you're like what the i don't know anything about this and so you call them back and then it's you know some sort of scam in some form but it piques your interest or your curiosity because you're like i don't know what this person's talking about they must have had the wrong number or i gotta smooth this out maybe like i really did do something wrong that's and a then, good one yeah. and that i googled is. it and that's kind of a common thing because wow. i'm ready to fight mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well i like you said i would be like oh my gosh what did i do because yeah. i would be so upset at the thought of me hurting somebody's feelings or like messing something up for someone yeah i would want to smooth that over real yeah. fast so i'm so glad you googled that yeah good grief well and it was like <laughs> middle-aged man i don't know it could have been like my dad or something you know right, like it sounded right. i don't know these scams we were talking about they're pretty treacherous yeah some of those are just straight up brutal honestly Ooh, that makes me think of the debit card scam. Have you guys heard of it? No, what is it? Well, pull up a seat, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm present. <laughs> so 
the debit card scam is something that's really popular around college campuses. They usually target, I think, like incoming freshmen because, you know, they're maybe new to campus life and maybe have their first financial institution or first account somewhere. And they'll try and like talk somebody into like, I'll give you a little extra cash, maybe a few hundred dollars to buy their debit card. Um, and they'll say like, don't worry about it. Like just tell your, your bank that you lost your debit card. Like nothing bad will happen. They'll never know. Mm -hmm. And maybe you make a few extra, you know, hundred bucks yeah. or whatever. Being like, oh, corporations, like who, you know, yeah. doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody will know. It, nothing bad will come from it. And so they'll take your debit card and maybe go deposit some bad checks into an ATM. Um, so it'll look like maybe you have $500 in there, um, but then those checks don't end up clearing and they withdraw it right away. And so then they have that cash and then they just disappear. You never hear from them again, but you're still on the line for that $500 because ultimately that debit card is your property and they would have had to know your PIN, your personal identification number to access the ATM and access your account in there. And so you're really on the hook for that. Yeah. Um, so that's a really bad Yeah, so scam. that's how they know you didn't lose it because they had the PIN right. ready. So it shouldn't be written down anywhere. You shouldn't uh -huh. give it to anybody. So that's one thing that can get people in a lot of trouble. And then they're ultimately, they really are on the hook for that $500 that their account is now negative. Mm -hmm. So. And then what's sad about that is also the fact that usually the people that are hooked to it probably are people that can't afford to yeah. be in that type of debt. Yeah. Like now that you talk about it, I think I've heard and I've heard of people like sitting in like check cash and parking lots waiting on people to come out uh, and offer yeah. them those deals because they may need some money. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's scary. I've heard they like target, you know, check cashing places or like places where you can donate plasma or things like that where people tend to go when they need a little extra cash. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's rough. So kind of like the debit card, which, you know, somebody's just offering you this money just out of the blue, it, it it's too good to be true. So we all probably know not to trust a Nigerian prince who contacts you out of the blue because he wants his fortune to go to you because you have a kind soul. And we probably aren't gonna fall for the random number calling us to tell us we want a trip to the Bahamas, but these scams used to work on people and they're always evolving to catch people off guard. So in closing, we have some tips for you. If it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. If it seems suspicious, Google it. You can Google the company or situation and include the word scam at the end. This will give you the information about the scams related to what you've searched. And be careful of the information you share on social media. You never know who is looking at it. And when in doubt, trust your gut. Walla Watch is written and hosted by Mars Woodbury, Catherine Hearth, and me, Devontae Montgomery. We are recorded and produced by Mars Woodbury, and our executive producers are Whitney Anderson, Harrell, and Lauren Clarzak. Wallet Watch is brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. We'll be taking a short break to write and record more episodes for you. We'll be back on Wednesday, July 24th. You can find more episodes of this show at our credit union website, financial40.org, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.